Today, the Novka Kokovka Dam is destroyed. Mike Pence enters the presidential race, a coup fails in Kyrgyzstan, and the wrong candidate is announced as the winner of a leadership race in Austria. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 6th of June 2023. On Tuesday morning at roughly 2.30am, Novka Kokovka Dam was blown up. The Novka Kokovka Dam is by far and away the largest dam in Ukraine, and it sits on the Dnipro River to the northeast of Kherson City. It holds back an enormous amount of water, and its destruction will probably result in the flooding of 80 or so Ukrainian settlements, mostly on the east side of Dnipro, and the partial flooding of Kherson City itself, which is currently controlled by the Ukrainians. The resulting wave will also probably destroy the Antonovsky Bridge and could provoke a crisis at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, which sits on the left bank of the Dnipro. All this will put an estimated 16,000 lives at risk and require an enormous evacuation. At the time of writing, we're yet to see the worst effects of the dam breach, and the wave created by the breach is expected to reach Kherson City in the late hours of today or the early hours of tomorrow morning. During the face-off before the Russians withdrew from Kherson in September of last year, both sides claimed that the other was planning to blow up the dam. The Russians claimed that the Ukrainians were planning to blow it up to flood the Russians out of Kherson, and Zelensky claimed that Ukrainian intelligence had found evidence that the Russians had mined the dam so that they could flood the city when it was returned to Ukraine. Unsurprisingly, both sides have blamed the other here, but the evidence strongly suggests Russian culpability. After all, Kherson City, which will probably be flooded, is currently occupied by the Ukrainians, and this looks like a tactic from the Russians to prevent the Ukrainians from staging a counteroffensive in the south towards Crimea. On Telegram, Russian soldiers even bragged about blowing up the dam as a means to stop the Ukrainian counteroffensive. The Russians have form in this respect too. In mid-September, Russian cruise missiles blew up another dam, causing extensive flooding. Not only is this a war crime under the Geneva Convention, but the dam's destruction will also have severe long-term consequences. The dam itself provided electricity to some 3 million people, and 80% of Crimea's freshwater. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. On Monday, former Vice President Mike Pence announced his candidacy for the presidential race in 2024. This sets the stage for a potential showdown between him and his former boss, President Donald Trump, in the run-up to the election. Since leaving office after losing the 2020 election, the friction between the former president and the former vice president became clear. This seemed to stem from Pence rejecting Trump's request to overturn the election with the powers he had as president of the Senate. The former vice president's team filed a declaration of candidacy with the Federal Election Commission on Monday. Pence is a devout Christian and has framed himself as a traditional Republican who is concerned about fiscal responsibility and family values. Additionally, Pence has allied himself with Ukraine. The Republican field of candidates is already looking quite populated. Alongside Trump and Pence, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, Senator Tim Scott and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley have all already declared. Doug Burgum, the governor of North Dakota, is also allegedly planning on entering the race very soon. 
Some believe that this crowded field could, in essence, end up splitting the vote of the anti-Trump contingent, which would essentially hand the nomination to Trump himself. So that's what's been happening in the US today. Let's move and discuss the news coming out of Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan's National Security Service say more than 30 people have been arrested, accused of plotting and attempting a coup in the small Central Asian country. The State Committee for National Security said it had dismantled the illegal activities of a group of people who were carrying out clandestine preparations to organise riots in the country in order to seize power by force. Kyrgyzstan sits in a region where Russian and Chinese spheres of influence intersect. Since gaining independence from the Soviet Union in 1991, Kyrgyzstan has seen three of its presidents resign amid political crises in 2005, 2010 and 2020. These crises have generally been fueled by corruption, allegations of rigged votes and nepotism. AFP news agency says the arrests come just days after the European Council president, Charles Michel, visited the country, and Kyrgyzstan President Sadir Japarov pledged his readiness to work hand-in-hand with the European Union. News of the alleged attempted coup is still sparse at the time of writing, but we'll update you in later episodes if things get more dramatic. Austria's main opposition Social Democratic Party, or SPO, has embarrassed itself after announcing the wrong winner in its leadership election. On Saturday, the SPO announced that Hans-Peter Doskozil had won a pretty contentious leadership contest, beating the more left-wing candidate Andreas Babler in a vote at the party conference. As a candidate, Doskozil was considered to be more from the right of the Social Democrat Party and favoured tacking right on things like immigration in the hopes of winning over voters from the right-wing OVP and further-right FPO, who lead in the polls. However, the party's election chief ordered a recount because one vote was unaccounted for. It was only then that a major error was discovered. The party had attributed the votes to the wrong candidate and announced the wrong winner, meaning the actual winner was left-winger Andreas Babler and not Doskozil. The party said due to a colleague's technical error in the Excel list, the result was mixed up. Admitting it had been a difficult day, Doskozil said he accepted the new results while Babler, the real winner and new party leader, promised a full recount to ensure the result was definitely correct. The party has been going through a lot of soul-searching in the hope of reversing its fortunes after a period of infighting and drifting. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss beer. Well, more specifically, how beer can help fight climate change. Companies are now using techniques developed by NASA to capture CO2 and then dissolve it into beer and cider. Clinton Mack of Austin Beerworks had to get trucks to bring in carbon dioxide tanks, £10,000 at a time. But this new technique captures CO2 from other parts of the brewing process and allows him to brew his beer with this instead. Amazingly, this technique also cuts cost. Perhaps more beer that we drink will be made using this technique in the future. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because we explain everything happening in politics in June in the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing, only on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. 
That's things like real-life law's incredible modern conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings, and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up, and we'll see you on Nebula.